वेलकम टू द मैराथन सीजन ऑफ नेटेबल एम डी एस की पाठशाला पॉडकास्ट आई एम योर होस्ट डॉक्टर एंड यू आर अटेबल ट्यून इन फॉर अव एपिसोड एवरी डे टिल द नीट एम डी एस ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी टू एग्जाम दिस इज अनदर एपिसोड इन द रैपिड रिविजन सीरीज एंड दिस इज अ रैपिड रिविजन ऑफ द सब्जेक्ट प्रोस्थोडोंटिक्स एंड वील बी कवरिंग कंप्लीट टेंचर इन दिस एपिसोड so in this episode we'll be rapidly revising a lot of classifications factors types of various parts of different prosthetic appliances and some rapid one liners which are important from the mcq point of view in prosthodontics and let's get started so first of all let's look at some of the classifications we'll see the classifications of soft palate lateral throat form tongue size and tongue positions So the first one is classification of soft palates. It is of three types: class one, two, and three. Class one is horizontal and demonstrates little muscular movement. It is the most favorable condition of all classes as it allows more tissue coverage for the palatal seal. The angle here is zero to ten degrees. Next is class two. Class two soft palate makes a forty-five degree angle to the hard palate. The tissue coverage for posterior palatal seal is less than that of class 1 condition. And finally, class 3. Here the soft palate makes 70 degree angle to the hard palate and the tissue coverage for posterior palatal seal is minimum. A V-shaped vault is usually associated with a class 3 soft palate. You will usually be asked a question such as which of the following is the least favorable for a complete denture retention? And the option may contain one of these options. such as v-shaped palatal vault so you will have to select v-shaped palatal vault because it belongs to class 3 soft palate and it is least favorable for tissue coverage for the posterior palatal seal next let's look at the classification of lateral throat form or it is also called retromilohyoid fossa again it is of three types class 1 which is deep class 2 which is moderate and class 3 is shallow So class 1 type it indicates that an anatomical structure will accommodate a fairly long and wide flange and it is an ideal throat form. So deep lateral throat form is an ideal throat form. Class 2 is moderate. It is about half as long and narrow as class 1 and twice as long as the class 3. So it is moderate. Class 3 is shallow and class 3 has minimum length of thickness. The border usually ends 2 to 3 mm below the mylohyoid ridge. and it is the least favorable throat form next is the classification of tongue size and this classification was given by house it is classified into three types class 1 class 2 and class 3 class 1 is normal size development and function sufficient teeth are present to maintain this normal form in class 2 the teeth have been absent long enough to permit a change in the form and function of the tongue and class 3 indicates excessively large tongue next is the classification of tongue positions again it is divided into three classes class 1 2 and 3 and this classification was given by right w r i g h t right so here the class 1 is when the tongue lies in the floor of the mouth with tip forward and slightly below the incisal edges of the mandibular anterior teeth and this class 1 is the ideal position of the tongue In class 2 the tongue is flattened and broadened but the tip is in a normal position 
In class 3, the tongue is retracted and depressed into the floor of mouth with the tip curled upward or assimilated into the body of the tongue. Next, let's look at some of the areas in maxilla and mandible. So, the primary stress-bearing area in maxilla is the residual alveolar ridge. In mandible, the primary stress-bearing area is the buccal shelf area. Then, the secondary stress-bearing areas in maxilla are rugae and anterior heart palate and the maxillary tuberosity. The secondary stress-bearing area in mandible is the slopes of edentulous ridge. Then comes the relieving areas. The relieving areas in maxilla are incisive papilla, mid-palatine raphae, cuspid eminence and fovea palatinae. The relieving area in mandible are the crest of residual ridge, mental foramen and mylohyoid ridge. The primary retentive area of maxilla is posterior palatal seal area. The primary retentive area of mandible are the retromolar pads. The secondary peripheral seal area or the secondary retentive area in maxilla is the posterior lateral part of heart palate and for mandible it is anterior lingual border. So it is very important to remember all these stress bearing, retentive and relieving areas of maxilla and mandible. Next, coming to the three surfaces of a complete denture. So the three surfaces are impression surface or also called as intaglio surface. Second is the polished surface also called as cameo surface and third is the occlusal surface. Now next comes residual ridge resorption. So this concept means it is the reduction of the volume and size of the residual alveolar process of maxilla and mandible. Very simple. Okay, so the resorption of maxillary ridge, it occurs in upward or vertical and palatal direction. And the direction in mandible is different for anterior ridge and posterior ridge. So in the anterior ridge, it occurs in downward and lingual direction. And in the posterior mandibular ridge, it occurs in downward and buccal direction. Next is an important figure that is the mean ratio of anterior maxillary residual ridge resorption to the anterior mandibular ridge resorption. The ratio is 1 is to 4, that is the mandibular ridge resorbs faster than the maxillary ridge. Next comes impression making. So what are the objectives of impression? There are four objectives, retention, support, stability and preservation of remaining structures. So retention, it is the resistance to displacement away from the tissue surface and it is a mucosa bond phenomena. In support, it is the resistance to the occlusal forces in vertical direction and it is a bone-bone phenomena. Next is stability. It is the resistance to lateral shifting or anteroposterior shifting. So remember these differences between retention, support and stability. Next coming to the types of impression techniques. So it can be broadly classified according to two methods. One classification is mucostatic or passive impressions, mucocompressive impressions and selective pressure impression technique. The other classification is simple primary and secondary impressions. So let's look at them one by one. The first one is mucostatic or passive impression technique. This technique was given by Richardson and Henry Page. In this the impression is made when the oral mucous membrane and jaws are in normal relaxed condition. This technique will utilize an oversized tray and it results in a denture which provides intimate contact with the tissues but has poor peripheral seal. So dentures with this technique will have good stability but poor retention. 
next is the mucocompressive impression technique. This technique was given by Carol Jones and it records oral tissues in a functional and displaced form. So dentures made by this technique they tend to get displaced due to the tissue rebound at rest. It also leads to residual ridge resorption. The next preferred technique is selective pressure technique. This was proposed by Boucher. Here the impression is made to extend over as much denture bearing area as possible without interfering with the limiting structures at function and rest. It confines the forces acting on the denture to the stress bearing areas and this is achieved by designing a special tray such that the tissues contacted by the tray are recorded under pressure and the tissues not contacted with the tray are recorded at a state of rest. Moving on to primary and secondary impressions. So primary impression it is made for the purpose of diagnosis or for construction of a tray. It is the first step in fabrication of a complete denture. It is made with a stock tray and there should be at least 5 mm clearance between the stock tray and the ridge. It is made using impression compound, alginate or impression plaster. Next is the secondary impression or wash impression. It is done to prepare a master cast. This is done after mouth preparation is completed. The borders of the special tray prepared from the primary cast, it should end 2 mm short of the peripheral structures and the tray can be made up of autopolymerizing resin or reinforced shellac base. The peripheral structures are recorded by a procedure called border molding or peripheral tracing. The materials of choice for a secondary impression are zinc oxide eugenol paste and medium bodied elastomeric impression material. Moving on to another list, what are the methods used to mark the post dam area? There are four techniques. One is conventional method, second is fluid wax technique, third is arbitrary scraping of the master cast, and fourth is extended palatal technique. Also remember, while recording the post dam, the patient's head should be tilted downwards by 30 degrees. Next, let's see some points around vertical dimension. So vertical dimension can be increased or decreased. So in cases where there is increased vertical dimension, there will be decreased freeway space. The normal is 2 to 4 mm. If it is decreased, it leads to increased vertical dimension. There will be pain and clicking in the TMJ, diffuse pain on the ridge, reversible soft tissue changes and irreversible ridge resorption will be there, increased lower facial height, cheek biting and stretching of facial muscles. Then in cases of decreased vertical dimension there will be increased freeway space sagging of the corners of mouth thinning of lips obstruction of the eustachian tube muscular imbalance facial height decrease and angular colitis Next is types of articulators so broadly they are classified as archon and non archon types of articulators Example of Arcon articulators are Whipmax, Teledyne class 3 and Nase articulator class 3. Example of non-Arcon type articulator is Hanau articulator, Dentatus and Gaisai articulator. Next there are also some classes of articulators. Total there are four classes. Class 1 is simple holding instrument capable of accepting a single static registration. Example includes slab articulator, hinge joint and barn door and gaisai simplex articulators class 2 is when instruments that permit horizontal as well as vertical motion 
but do not orient the motion of the TMJ via phase bow transfer. Again, class tube is further divided into three parts: 2A, 2B, and 2C. Example of 2A is mean value articulator. Example of 2B is monsoon and Hall's articulator. Example of 2C is house articulator. Moving to class three, it permits horizontal, vertical, and also accepts phase bow transfer. It is of two types: 3A and 3B. 3A example is Hanau H and Dentatus articulator. 3B examples include Ne, Teledyne Hanau University series, Truebite, and Panadent. Last is class four. They accept three-dimensional dynamic registrations. It is of two types: 4A and 4B. 4B examples are TMJ articulator and stereograph. And 4B the examples are Stuart instrument nathoscope. pantograph and denar articulator next some points about muscles in complete denture these are very important so please pay attention so buccal frenum of the maxilla contains how many muscles there are three muscles caninus that is also called as levator anguli oris there is buccinator which pulls the frenum backwards and there is orbicularis oris which pulls the frenum forwards Next the buccal frenum of mandible contains two muscles triangularis also called as depressor anguli oris and buccinator the labial frenum of mandible contains incisivus the distobuccal flange of the maxillary dentures is limited by three structures one is coronoid process second is ramus and third is masseter then the pterygomandibular raphe is formed by the fibers of two muscles buccinator and superior constrictor Moving on the retromolar pad contains the fibers of four muscles temporalis buccinator superior constrictor and pterygomandibular raphe then the lingual flange of lower denture is limited by in the anterior region by genioglossus in the middle region by mylohyoid muscle in the posterior region by palatoglossus and superior constrictor muscles the muscle involved in retrusion of mandible is temporalis and the mesenteric notch is formed due to the action of masseter on buccinator next let's understand some of the problems in denture wearers and what are their possible causes so the first problem is loosening of denture while smiling the cause is due to inadequate relief of the buccal frenum second is loosening of upper denture while opening the mouth this could be due to excessive thickness of distobuccal flange or interference with the coronoid process then next problem is difficulty in swallowing this could be due to overextension of the lingual flange into the lateral throat form or it could be due to increased vertical dimension next problem is pain and soreness during chewing this is due to deflective occlusal contacts next mucosal irritation due to the dentures can be due to overextension of the denture borders Next there's a condition called epulous fissuratum it is caused by ill fitting or overextended dentures next clicking noise during teeth contacts is due to increased vertical dimension then burning sensation in anterior third of palate is due to inadequate relief of incisive papilla resulting in pressure on the nasopalatine area then soreness on the slopes of ridge is due to deflective occlusal contacts 
resulting in shifting of bases. Next, soreness on the crest of ridge is due to increased vertical dimension resulting in heavy contacts. And finally, cheek biting can be due to insufficient horizontal overlap of the posterior teeth. Moving on to some numericals that is important numbers that are related to the complete denture. So first of all, the silver man's closest speaking space. In normal jaw relation, it is 1 to 2 millimeters. In class 2 relation, it is 3 to 6 millimeters. In class 3 relation, it is 0.5 to 1 millimeters. Next, the normal freeway space in the premolar region is 2 to 4 millimeters. Next is anatomic teeth have cuspal angulation of 33 degrees. Semi-anatomic teeth have cuspal angulation of 20 degrees and non-anatomic or monoplane teeth have cuspal angulation of 0 degrees. Next, after insertion, the immediate dentures once inserted should not be removed before at least 24 hours. Next, occlusal correction in immediate dentures is done after 48 hours to 1 week after insertion. Next point, number of swallows per day is 600. Then, biting force in natural teeth is 20 kg or 44 lb or 600 newtons. And biting force with complete dentures is 6 to 8 kg or 13 to 16 lb or 110 newtons. Next, the mean denture bearing area in edentulous maxilla is 22.96 cm square. The mean denture bearing area in edentulous mandible is 12.25 cm square, almost half of it. The total available periodontal ligament area in each arch is 45 cm square. Then, the lateral condylar guidance or Bennett angle is denoted by the formula. L is equal to H upon 8 plus 12. Next, the atmospheric pressure or emergency retentive force is 14.7 lb per inch square. Next, the thickness of custom tray is 2 mm. The ideal width of cast should be 10 to 12 mm. In primary impression, the stock tray should be dash millimeters larger than the ridge. Answer is 6 mm or 1 by 4th of an inch. In recording the post-palatal seal by fluid wax technique, the patient's head is tilted downwards by dash angle to the Frankfurt plane. The answer is 30 degrees. Next, the distance between incisive papilla to the incisal edge of maxillary central incisor is 6 mm. Next, the distance between incisive papilla to the labial surface of maxillary central incisor is 8 mm. Then, in monsoon spherical theory of occlusion, the diameter of sphere whose center is located at glabula is 8 inches. In Bonville equilateral triangular theory of occlusion, the length of each side of triangle is 4 inches. Number of phrenae in maxilla is 3. Number of phrenae in mandible is 4. The distal border of the upper denture should extend dash mm posterior to the vibrating line. It is 1 to 2 millimeters. Last one, discrepancy between centric relation and centric occlusion is 0.5 to 1.5 millimeters. 
So this brings us to the end of this episode about rapid pointers in complete denture. We'll be covering the rapid pointers in FPD and RPD in the upcoming episodes. See you in the next episode. Till then, happy learning, Neatables.